Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hour three here on You Better You Bet. It's Mark Drummeller and Kate Constable with you. Mark, let's kind of put a bow on a lot of this NBA talk that we've been doing throughout the show. Then we can move over to some NFL stuff. And then obviously Power Hour, our fourth and final hour, we'll get into some of our best bets for today. Tyler might join us, talk a little, um, what is the upcoming golf tournament that I'm blanking on right now? John Deere Classic. That's uh, this weekend. So get some golf bets in as well. Um, But if we look at the futures market in the NBA right now and some of the awards, MVP is already out. Nikola Jokic is the favorite to win that again, plus 450, followed by Luka, Giannis, Embiid, Tatum, and Durant kind of rounds out the top six. I mean, I would have – look, can Nikola Jokic win it again? Sure. If he has another season like he did this year, which, uh, sorry, Mark, I kind of think he should have won it again this year. But voter fatigue, you know, three times in a row is is tough. He just seems like the most consistent player in the NBA right now where you can count on him to have these types of numbers year in and year out. It's almost something that's not even like that astronomical of him to put up these types of numbers each year. It's almost just the norm for him. So, is he going to win it again third time in four years? Kind of hard to do, I would say, but certainly not out of the realm. Yeah, I mean, I watch, you know, Jokic play basketball, and I'm like, wow, all that is very hard to do, right? <laughs> He's like, you yeah. know, a unicorn in himself in a sense. And But, you know, I, I do think that when I look at the odds boards now, at the odds board now it plus 400, you look at some of the other players, you know, Doncic, I don't I don't think that no. this is going to work with the Mavericks. I cannot go there. Um, and then you have Giannis, who I think is very interesting, right? Because the Bucks got bounced out early last year. Does he come back more determined, right? You know, mixed results, had his nice speech about, you know, it wasn't a failure or whatnot. Um, how does he respond to that, right? How did the Bucks respond? In, you know, we talked about how the East is flawed, especially at the top. So um, I think there's definitely a path for him, but I would like, I would like that number to be a little bigger for Giannis. So that might be something I'm looking at during this season. I think right now, plus 400, you know, getting Jokic, uh, I think it makes sense. If there was voter fatigue last year, then this year did they try and make up for it? You know, we we talked a little bit about that. That was a little bit of the narrative with Embiid where, you know, I thought Embiid had a better chance or a better case for winning it the previous year than, than, than the season that just passed. Um, but, and I think the you know, the voters were like, Hey, okay. You know, he's having these dominating years, you know, and kind of lean towards him because of the way he finished the season. But then we saw the postseason, and it was like, wow, you know, did we make a mistake here? It should have been Jokic three times in a row. So, um, you know, a lot of narrative stuff plays into it now at four to one, give me Jokic, but I will definitely have my eye on that Giannis number. Cause I think he might have the best chance, but I'd like a bigger number than plus plus five fifty. 
that does seem a little too short for Giannis. I don't know. Just I mean, a little too a... close to Jokic. Like, it's a little yeah. too close. I would like there to be a little more separation. Yeah. If there's any player, too, in the league that comes back with a vengeance after getting bounced in the first round, it's Giannis, a player who takes that stuff so personally and will come out just blasting the next season. I don't, I don't think that's a bad look at all. And I totally agree with you. Luca being the second favorite at, at five to one. No, what, what is what? that? Is yeah. it because he scores? He scores a ton every night. His usage percentage is one of the highest in the league. Sure. But that's going to have to go down if he's going to learn to play next to Kyrie and they're going to have any sort of success. So all of a sudden you take the ball out of his hands more and his numbers aren't going to look the same. And he's not going to have that same impact on his team in terms of him having to be the one to do it all because now he has a partner in Kyrie who can take over some of the load. That one, that one is the one that I look at and I'm kind of like, not right. I think that number is surprising. I mean, just you talked about it, like the path, uh, you know, of how is this marriage going to work between these two players success. It doesn't lead to, um, you know, me believing that he's going to be able to put up the type of numbers that are going to allow him to win the award. And, Especially not saying he shouldn't be in the conversation, but to have the second shortest odds, to have shorter odds than Giannis, shorter odds than Embiid at six to one. Embiid, you know, you can talk about, okay, the injuries, he's getting older. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that's kind of baked into the price a little bit there. But um, yeah, five to one, I thought that was pretty peculiar. Another thing that I find interesting Trey Young is 20 to one, and Damian Lillard is 22 to one. In what world is Trey Young? better than Damian Lillard, especially if Damian <laughs> Lillard's going to a Miami potentially or a team that he's going to contend on. If whatever team Damian Lillard's on makes it the postseason and has a deep, all I know the awards regular season. Okay. I take that back either way. In what world is Trey Young better than Damian Lillard? What? Yeah. Very surprising, you know, and, and your immediate, you know, response to that or mine reaction is, oh, wow, do I need to get on some Lillard here? 22 to one, he's going to be going yeah. to Miami. They can contend in the East. That makes sense. But should we flip it and be like, well, how does his, you know, does, does that help, you know, Jimmy Butler's case? Jimmy Butler is the heart and soul of that team. Jimmy Butler is the guy that, you know, is heat culture, you know, personified. Um, so if they do have success next year and Butler is able to play without having to shoulder all that scoring load, can contribute, has more energy down the stretch, you know, not the cardio is an issue with Jimmy Butler, but when you're carrying that franchise for so long, you know, you, you saw him break down a little bit. He's much more fresher as the season ends. Miami's the number one seed in the East. Lillard's putting up a ton of points, but people might look at it as, hey, Butler's the heart and soul. So Lillard could be the catalyst to maybe get Jimmy Butler into the conversation. That uh, That is a uh, good point. Good point. Um, Zion Williamson, 35 to one, also kind of makes me chuckle a little. Like, I hope he can play this year, <laughs> but we haven't seen him on the court a whole lot. So to be sitting at similar odds as Jamal Murray, that's uh, I don't crazy. Know, just, just intriguing. These are just, you know, Things that you would are, need a are trade. as I'm like, looking at this. 
Yeah, like if he's in New Orleans, I mean that number. There's no way. There's no value with that number. But if if yeah. he moves, if they end up moving him somewhere, or something else happens, there's another tweet storm, right? They, you know, they realize it doesn't <laughs> work. They got to move on from Zion, um, and he goes to a, a place where he can, you know, play more of a secondary role, not be the center of, center of attention, and flourishes. Then, um, you know, maybe you know, you can kind of look at him as like a long shot, but I think as long as he's with the Pelicans, uh, that's a dead number. The Zion tweet storm was <laughs> great <laughs> entertainment for a couple days. That was wild, wild. And I also goodness. don't know if it's ever going to end. Like, I feel like even though it's kind of settled down, like I'm just waiting for the next wave. Like, I don't think this is ever going to end. It could go on and no. on and on. No, um, her Mariah, what's her name? Mariah Morris, Mariah Morris, something like that. Um, her account got suspended, and that's the only reason it died down. With how persistent this woman was, I feel like she's going to find a way to continue on the saga I mean. throughout the season. Yeah. Can we get odds on how many burners she has? You know what I mean? Like, she's, I'm sure she's out there, you know, in the Twitter space somewhere. You know, she's finding hey, a way to get in there. Maybe she's dropping dimes 50. The burner Twitter account that's breaking all yeah. the news. Zion's feeding her the inside scoop to keep her quiet on the other stuff. We figured it out. This is it. How hilarious would that be if they, they find that, out it's her? That would be – I would laugh so hard. That would be unbelievable. A wild twist of uh, whatever the phrase is. Whatever you want to call that situation. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mark, other futures markets, awards markets, um, most improved player. Mikhail Bridges is the favorite leading the group, 7-1. Tyrese Maxey is the next closest at 12-1. I think Mikhail Bridges could easily walk away with this award. And, I mean, it's chalky, like, betting on the favorites right now. I don't know. I don't love to do that. But with how, with the, the short amount of time that he had in Brooklyn last year after getting traded at the deadline – like improved drastically just because his role was different. All of a sudden he's in, he's in Brooklyn and he's their number one scorer needs to be. He didn't need to be that in, um, in Phoenix. So if he continues to keep on that same trajectory and how he played and how he was scoring in Brooklyn, I could easily see him being the um, most improved player next season. He could, but keep an eye on Austin Reeves. You know, the Lakers have made a commitment where they want him to, you know, continue to develop. And I think that they're going to be a team that's going to be winning. Um, his odds, I want to I want to say, are around 20 to 1, somewhere in that range. So if you don't like going with the favorite, uh, you know, you can get a nice payout there. Because Austin Reeves, Lakers are going to win. You know, LeBron brings all that attention. He's a guy that can, uh, you know, really kind of flourish. And, and we saw it in the postseason. He can continue to get better. So, uh, I, you know, that's someone that I would keep an eye on for most improved player. If you want to look a little further down the odds board. Um, I'm also looking here at Caleb Martin, 40 to 1. Mm. If Caleb Martin plays like Caleb Martin did in the postseason – that's a great look, most improved. You're yep. a really good value there. And plus, you know, what do we know about, um, you know, the Heat, right? They're going to be less deep. So they're going to need mm -hmm. those role players, you know, your Caleb Martin, um, to step up 
you know, have bigger roles on the team, be more consistent on a nightly basis. If he's, if he's able to do that and answer the call for them, um, that's another team. People are going to be talking about the Heat all year, especially if they have Lillard, you know. So um, I think that makes a ton of sense too. 40 to 1, not bad. Nick Nurse is 9 to 1, fourth on the odds board for coach of the year next year. New spot in Philly. He's got a uh, reigning MVP to work with. Thoughts on Nick Nurse taking home coach of the year? Yeah, I, I think it's a possibility. Nine to one's not a bad number because just because if he is able to get this team, this franchise that has just been running into a brick wall in the second round of the playoffs, you know, no matter what the situation, before it was, well, Embiid hasn't been healthy in the playoffs, and then he, you know, he's healthy and he gets hurt, and then, you know, the same thing. If he can get this team out of the second round of the playoffs, the fans here are going to go nuts. And I think, you know, Philadelphia is a pretty big market, so I think it's going to get a lot of attention, and he's going to get a lot of the credit for doing what Brett Brown couldn't do, what Doc Rivers couldn't do, you know, with, you know, the musical chairs of players that they put beside Embiid, you know, him coming in and doing that, it's going to look like, it's going to appear like, and it's probably going to be accurate that, you know, his ability to kind of mold that roster and turn them into winners is going to be the reason. So I like that. You know, I think Frank Vogel's like 12 to 1. If the mm-hmm. if the Suns, you know, if that project, you know, they have a strong regular season, if that works, um, I think he's probably worth a look as well. Frank Vogel is, I, I did see that one and that caught my eye, especially because if DeAndre Ayton flourishes this year and you can actually get uh-huh. him to buy in and play hard, Frank Vogel is going to get the credit for that, don't you think? Because he he's worked with bigs in the past. That's kind of his M.O. And that's something that Monty Williams wasn't able to get out of Aiton, whether that was on Monty a little bit, coach not being able to get the most out of his player. I think it's more on Aiton personally. But if Frank Vogel is able to kind of pull something else out of Aiton and take him to another level, that's coach of the year uh, type candidacy to me. Yeah, and it's always a combination, right? It's never 100% the coach, never 100% the player. You know, where that line is, you know, probably never know. But um, the reality of the situation is the credit isn't always split up. The credit's going to go to Vogel. You know, like, like they're going to look at it and they're like, wow, he came in here. He fixed the issue. He resolved things. Um, He got the most out of it in an offseason where everybody – at least me, I was convinced that uh, Aiton would be playing in a different uniform. You know, once they yeah. made the deal and brought Bradley Beal in, you know, everybody, the conversation was, well, where's Aiton going to go? They have to trade Aiton to get the depth that they're going to need to compete to kind of fill out the roster. So if Frank Vogel is able to, you know, engage him and make them, give them, you know, a big four, maybe it's not, you know, the big four in the true sense of the word, but, you know, four prominent players to lead them to the top of the Western Conference, um, he's going to get a ton of the credit. So, I mean, that's, I think you got to go a little bit further down the odds boards to take a shot to find value, but I like Vogel. The last, or one of the last ones that we'll touch on right now, we only have about a minute left till we go to break. Uh, the Clutch Player of the Year, which is a newer award, Darren Fox won it last year. All of the odds here are pretty steep, so you're getting good value wherever you go. I would go SGA. I mean, he's one of the favorites, Whoa. but he's going to lead that team. He's going to he's going to do a lot for that team this year. Yeah, the Thunder are fun, and they're going to be a good story, you know, especially if they continue to kind of pull themselves up, you know, the tiers of the Western Conference. Um, so I, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, it, SGA, I'm all in. If he can stay healthy for the entire season, he's going to make a huge impact. 
Devin Booker, 16 to one. He's the next favorite. Uh, I'm not sure I like that just because he'll have so many players around him, weapons around him, that he's maybe not going to have to be as clutch this year. He was always great in fourth quarters last year. I'm just not sure I see that. Yeah, the hardest part about these awards is is we have to try and handicap not only the award, but how it's going to be defined by the voters, you know. So that's something right. to keep an eye on as the season goes on. But that's the thing with Booker. Can he hit shots at the end of the game? Absolutely. He's clutching my eyes. But what are the voters going to look and how are they going to determine it? All right, that puts a bow on our NBA talk. NFL talk coming up on the other side of the break. Stay with us. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.